Support for Dipping Milk and Cookies comes from Axelstrat LLC, but we'll get into that a little bit later. In the meantime, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to another awesome edition of Dipping Milk and Cookies, the podcast where two best butts try to figure out this thing we call life using beer, guests, friends, and microphones. Guys, I am Garrett, your cookie commander, Smith. With me, as always, Michael Master Milker Segovia. How you doing, buddy? Good. It's been an interesting week in sports. Bucks got eliminated by the Heat, which... Typical. I didn't want that to happen, but that was the only team I didn't want to see the Bucks play in the playoffs, man. And of course. <laughs> That's exactly who we had to but, play. But you know what? It would be something to see if Miami does win the championship. Mm-hmm. That Bucks lost back to back years to the eventual champion. Like yep. that eases my pain. To yeah. See, like we lost to literally the best team. They but won it's the a championship, championship caliber team. Yeah, so, so. it's like oh, okay, I can I can roll with that I can one. That's okay. That, yeah. yeah, and then last night Braun had a, a walk off hit against I did the Cubs. See that. Yep, yep. One one to zero in the ninth. Obviously, it was a walk off. But uh, <laughs> walk offs are so awesome, dude. It was because like the best. I was lis- I was listening to the game in the bottom of the eighth and. I had been busy at work, and I was like, dude, what is going on? Like, I just jumped in, and Euchre's talking about something. I'm like, okay, the score can't be that bad because he's not complaining about the game. He's yeah. talking about something else. Yeah, something happened. And then uh, when they're like, it's nothing, nothing, going to the top of the ninth, I was like, all right, either two things are going to happen. One, Chicago's going to hit, like, a walk, uh, a hit, get the go-ahead run or something, and then Milwaukee's going to sputter, or Milwaukee's going to hit the walk-off, yep. and it's going to be great because it's huge. There's only, like – 18 games left now and like 16 days so they got to play like two double headers mm-hmm. and they have I think now they're two games behind Chicago for first place or no four games something like that and then they're like right there with the Cardinals because the way the playoffs and everything are this year it's like well, you have a really good chance to get in still and they got a bunch of games coming up against like the Cardinals so they just got to win and they'll get in so Kind of excited, but 2020 same time, season is a fluke. Doesn't count. This is just good practice for next season. Well, that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> right. W's a W, man. Right. Yeah. Take it. I'll take that championship. But yeah, I'm. I'm optimistic. Yeah. But just last week, I'm. I'm really quick, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my teams, but I'm really quick. Like. Throw first, under the bus. Yeah, I mean, first <laughs> inning, you know, it's all sounds like 2 nothing. I'm like, dude, Brewers suck, man. <laughs> Why don't you guys all just say you don't want to play so we can just scrap it? Like, yeah. just, but then it's like they win last night. So, mm, yeah, keep right. it going. Let's all go. Right. Let's do this. Got this. Got this. All right, we can, we can go. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for tomorrow. Green Bay Packer, Packer yeah, football. Yeah. Oh, God. That, that season's not a fluke. 
that's not a fluke. That one I would take very seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked for, uh, for the Packers to play. I mean, I honestly, nowadays, especially because of 2020 and how it's jacked up the season, I haven't been paying attention to sports at yeah. all. At all. So, like, I'm always excited for football, even though, again, 2020 is kind of suspect. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, that's going to be fun. I can't wait for that. Yeah, Unfortunately, I have to work, to... too. That sucks. But I'll just probably have it on my phone at work. Because <laughs> I, I remember uh, with uh, that fantasy football app, which I still have on my phone, you can watch games live. So, like, yeah. literally, it just put it on my truck. And, you know, I'm obviously doing it as safely as possible. But, uh, but yeah. Um, what's What's been going on, though, in, uh, in the household? How are the kids? Uh, everybody's good. We started doing the virtual learning this week. Um, <laughs> and I which, know you're probably already ready to pull your hair out. Yeah, I, I mean, not to get, like, too political with it or anything like that, but I think it's kind of unfair that, like, Milwaukee County has to do their stuff at home, but, like, everybody else is in, in class. School, and, yeah, yeah. and what they're requiring of, like, uh, the kids. My daughter's five, man, so you expect her to sit on a Zoom meeting for eight hours? Get out of here with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. And if you want to come at me with something, I'm going to come at you with something. I saw the funniest meme. It's just like a little girl, like Jaylene's age, just like at a laptop with like the just most sleepy, lost look on her face. Just like you expect these kids to know how to check their email. <laughs> like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah, like looking at the iPads, there's there's so many apps and different things on there, which I, I get. They're trying to cover all their bases, and mm-hmm. I do appreciate that. But, I mean, like my son... He's in eighth grade now, mm-hmm. so God, it's wild. That kid's the so stuff big. he's looking at, like, he makes it look like he's doing his Zoom meetings, but then I'll get a text message from Jenny when I'm at work. He's like, she, what did he do all day? I'm like, well, I thought he was doing his stuff. Because it's hard for me to balance doing kindergarten work, eighth grade work, and then taking care of a 14-month-old baby yeah. and then trying to maintain the house at the same time. And mm-hmm. some days it's just like, you know what, man? I'd, just phone I it in. I don't want to do it. Just yeah. phone it in. <laughs> and I feel bad because then that kind of boils over into like my kids' school stuff where yeah. it's like, I, it's not like an overwhelming feeling, but it's a feeling of just like, dude, all right, come on. Like, what's really going on here? Yeah. I, yeah. But yeah, everybody's good. Kids are good. Kids are all getting big. Um, yeah, they are. Yeah. I, I can't wait until next summer. I mean, hopefully it's not the same, but at least next summer. I'll have a better understanding of how to entertain my kids going through this now. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. now there's certain things that are being lifted. Like, to go to the zoo, you used to actually have to make a reservation. Yeah, uh, so you guys had a zoo trip not yeah, that long so, ago. Yeah, we just went on Monday. We were able just to drive in and go. That's cool. That's cool. I, dude, I haven't been to the zoo in so long. So long. I think the last time I went to the zoo, we got to rollerblade through it. That's how old. That's how long ago that was. Oh, that was probably like some special event. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll do stuff like that throughout. Yeah. The, that's what's cool about the zoo too is you have the the zoo pass. Like, you have access to like uh, I think there's a certain night each week. I could be wrong, but I think there's a certain night each week where uh, zoo pass members can actually come in like later. Like they'll close it down, everybody gets out, and then they kind of do their quick cleanup and stuff. And then like special events, like only zoo pass members get to go in for it. Like you can't can't just show up like i want to come in here it's like sorry man mm-hmm. literally special access kind of mm-hmm. thing which mm-hmm. we get one every year from her parents for christmas or jenny's birthday because they're right around the same time mm-hmm. but we always get the family pass and that's cool yeah i mean if you want something to do the zoo is always something to do like yeah. you can 
walk around it for hours. And especially if you play like Pokemon Go, that's one of the things we still do. We still play it. You know, my kids nerd are nerd alert, it. nerd alert. My kids get into it more and more as they get older. So I mean, I still play it. I think it's fun. Sometimes it's annoying, but that's one of the things you can do there too. Um, yeah, I, I really don't like going to the zoo. <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Just yeah, just go look at the animals. It's, yeah, it's yeah, pretty. Yeah. Yeah, Jenny. When we just went on Monday, she she does this every time too. Like when you first walk in, you go over to the right. You can go into like the bird exhibit, and she's like, "You want to go see the birds?" I'm like, "Why would I want to see birds? I hate birds." Like, you know, I hate birds. Because especially it's just like they have a bunch of birds flying around in like this open room, and it's like yeah, yeah. I'm waiting to get poop on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it always just smells like a bird cage. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not, Which, I'm not a fan of it. Doesn't smell good, y'all. No. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Let's. Uh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that the week's been good. The kids are doing good. Uh, Let's uh, let's take a quick pause. I'm sure. Let me let me do a little backstory here. Obviously, you can tell we're not really in Studio DMC. Uh, we're actually gearing up for a really exciting interview that we've been looking forward to for quite some time now. So yeah. let's uh, let's break here. We'll take a pause, and we will be back with our guest. Man, we have been waiting to do this episode for so long, so long. Obviously. For all the faithful uh, milkers and dippers out there, you guys know how uh, how crazy we are about Camino. Always talking about it. Love this place. Love the food. Uh, so we're super excited to finally have this guy on the podcast. Uh, again, we've definitely talked about it enough. Uh, that's for sure. Today's guest is one of Whopper's Point's most familiar and recognizable faces. Be it slang an over-the-top, outside-the-box style food or top, top-shelf quality craft beers, Studio DMC. Uh, Studio DMC uh, welcomes the owner and operator of uh, Camino Second Street and now newly opened Camino West Dallas, Mr. Casey Vratechik. Welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate <laughs> did I, it. Did I say your last name right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, close enough. Close enough. Close I was trying to figure out how to say it too. Is it like Rat- Ratazak? Yeah, it's Ratajic, but Ratajic, you were close enough. We I've heard everything. Ratzak, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know so Ratzak. Uh oh. Yeah. I think you should have told me that one. <laughs> Ratzak. Uh, but yeah, like I was saying, obviously we are in uh, Camino over on 2nd Street, which uh, the actual address is 434 South 2nd Street here in Walker's Point. The number over here is 414-800-5641. Uh, obviously I'm promoting this one because I live right around the corner. Mike over there actually lives, what, uh, actually, a mile away from... Uh, 24 blocks. There you go, yeah, from uh, from, West blocks, uh, from Camino West Dallas, which is 7211 oh. West Greenfield Ave. Uh, when I saw that and I was hearing that it was opening up, I was like, so I don't got to drive all the way down the second one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you've got the fish and the chicken over there. So, yeah. yeah. And if that fish and chicken, guys, is for real. It is so good. It's the breading. It's the breading. It's yeah. the breading. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, well, I know we're, we're kind of uh, on the clock, so we'll, uh, we'll jump into it. We'll start with an easy one, Casey. When, when and why did you move to Milwaukee, man? Uh, I think it was fall of 98. I moved to Fiendsville originally from up north where I grew up, which is in Green Lake. But I moved to Fiendsville to go to school mm-hmm. at METC North for okay. horticulture. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I was uh, kind of taking their <coughs> uh, uh, turf management course. I, I wanted to work on golf courses, which I had done like throughout high school. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a superintendent mm-hmm. originally down mm-hmm. the line. So I completed that degree. It was an associate's degree at METC. In the meantime, I had to move down to the east side or River West area, and I started bartending <coughs> at Champions Pub, which is over off of like Oakland and I've Charlotte. heard of it. I've heard of it, but I've never been there. Yeah, it's a, it's a great little neighborhood bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was making more in two days on a weekend than I was making all week at my <laughs> other job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the season, the golf course season, came to a close in the fall, which it always does in this climate. And I just decided to keep bartending, you know, throughout the winter and. 
fast forward almost 20 years later. Here I am now. 20 years later. Yeah, yeah. I just never, never left the business. Fell yeah, in yeah. love with it. Um, worked for a lot of different people, a lot of different uh, groups, mm-hmm. restaurant groups. You know, mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, the last 10, 15 years, and yeah, here I am now. Right on. Mm-hmm. Right on. So then, when, when did you specifically and where uh, get your restaurant like experience? Because you said you worked in some bars and mm-hmm. a lot of different restaurant people. Uh, so you've seen bits and pieces of everybody's styles. So what made you decide to, to finally do your thing? Um, well, like I said, I started at Champions Pub back in, I think that was like the fall of 2000. I, I got a job at the Hi-Hat Garage when that opened up in uh, 2001, which was kind of like the new biggest thing back then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend of mine that was the general manager there, and she hired me on. I, I honestly didn't deserve a job there because I wasn't that great of a bartender, but she was nice enough. My friend Kimberly Bunker, she brought me on and I uh, kind of worked my way up there. Um, I worked for them for almost nine years and uh, i say a lot of my inspiration, I guess, in a way comes from the people I work for, you know, like Mike Idle, uh, Leslie Montemuro, Scott Johnson. Yeah. I just always liked their places in general obviously I worked for them so I was a little bit biased but I always thought that they did things in a unique way mm-hmm. thought about um, uh, restaurant food and service in any unique way so I was I was fortunate to you know to be able to kind of maybe piggyback off that and yeah no I mean everybody draws inspiration from uh, from the familiars so mm-hmm. so yeah that's definitely not outside the realm yeah so, so now you mentioned that you had worked uh, doing golf courses and mm-hmm. uh, what other kind of industries have you worked in then besides, you know, the golf course and now running your own place? That's about it. I mean, I was a truck driver for nine months when I first moved to the east side. I worked for the city market, okay. which is in uh, Shorewood. And I'd have to get there at like four o'clock in the morning to deliver their uh, pastries and things to their other location out in Wauwatosa. So, mm-hmm. you know, I did that. Truck yeah, case. yeah. I mean, there was uh, some nights where I didn't even sleep I would just go in and yeah. you know yeah. hop in the truck and deliver those pastries but uh <laughs> gotta eat man. Yeah. <laughs> so, people need their sweets baby <laughs> yeah but uh other than that nothing really I mean <clears throat> I left the uh the restaurant side of it in 09 I went to sell beer mm-hmm. for um a local distributor it's essentially the Miller distributor in town okay. Okay. so I did that for about six years so I was still in the industry but just kind of on the other side of it mm-hmm. that may have helped me more than anything because I had, you know, 90 to 100 accounts in the downtown area. So I was fortunate enough to see what everybody was doing, what was working, what mm-hmm. wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of gave you a good blueprint then. Yeah, yeah kind of gave me a good bl- blueprint. And then also I had Terry from Zads as an account. So <laughs> I knew he had this space. For the most part, it was unused. Uh-huh. So I, I, you know, was bugging Terry every week to, uh, you know, give me a shot at leasing this place out. Mm-hmm. Took about a year, yeah. um, just prodding, <laughs> you know. Poking, poking, poking. And then finally one day he's like, "All right, kid, I'll give you a shot." And nice, yeah. Nice. Um, so I, I do owe Terry a, a gratitude of thanks for as sure. well. For um, sure. You know, I wouldn't be here without him or him, you know, giving me a chance because yeah. I didn't have a ton of money. I was kind of still scraping up my dollars mm-hmm. to try to get a down payment for this place, and then mm-hmm. of course the construction and stuff like that. So, yeah. which is really interesting to me because locations right next door. So. To allow a, co- a competitor to come in right next door is it takes a lot, but you know when you have like a, a an established relationship, it's not like you just came in here not knowing anybody and you're just like you know what I'm gonna buy this, we're gonna go at it. Yeah. Right. It's it's like a friendly thing. So yeah. That, that's yeah. Cool. That's yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And I think we're uh, a different enough business where oh, you know 
he does one thing, I do another thing. You know, you know, you got Morel and Shakers. Those are both popular businesses. So they just mm-hmm. bring people to the block. And I'm mm-hmm. a firm believer in high tide raises all ships. So yeah. the more yeah, people absolutely. get to the neighborhood, the better. Absolutely. You know? Nice. One thing I have got to know, uh, obviously, I've been coming to Camino for a couple years now. Uh, how did you land on the name Camino? <laughs> Man, uh, what story do you want to hear? The no, best one. The, the best, best one. one. Um, you know, I just... <clears throat> I don't know. I really don't know. I think, you know, I was with a buddy of mine. I had wrecked my brain on what I wanted to call the place for about three months. And mm-hmm. I was with my buddy Neil one night, and I think we were drinking and of course, other yep. stuff. And, <laughs> naturally, uh, naturally. Yep, yep. And uh, I think I just blurted the name out. I like the name just because it's kind of reminiscent of the car, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a classic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel, felt like it kind of fit the building. This is kind of like your classic pub, diner, grill behind the bar. Mm-hmm. I like that old school kind of feel. Um, that's kind of it. I mean, what there's were, a couple. What were some of the uh, What were some of the runner-ups? Oh God, I don't remember. Oh, the <clears throat> the one that I used in my business course. I called the uh, you know we built this like shadow company or whatever. I called it the Independent. Mm. Um, I still like that name. I, I like just feel like lot. it's a little probably i mean i'm sure there's an independent somewhere in every city yeah somewhere i'm along sure there's the, one along with the camino in every city <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah but it landed on camino i love the name i love the the simplicity of the logo that we came up with it's just essentially a street sign mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then i guess it kind of pays respects to to this this neighborhood you know where it's where this obviously is the first location yeah um um so yeah that's that's right about it mm-hmm. well that's i mean Moving into the actual bar restaurant, like how, what was the inspiration for some of the food items that you have or have had on the menu over the years? Well, you know, I wanted to do the craft beer thing. That was first and foremost. Um, honestly, the food was always a back, I wanted to say back burner thing, but you know, I wanted a menu that kind of lent itself to the craft beer list. Yeah. Um, so when I first started, this was supposed to be a craft beer bar. Oh yeah, we have a nice little. Man, sandwich menu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It flipped. It like six, eight months down the road, people were just really digging our food. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, they have a really nice beer list <laughs> too. Say, don't forget a beer. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, and I just went with it. Um, my friend Rebecca helped me kind of curate the food menu originally. She's a chef. Um, she actually worked for. Uh, the group that I had mentioned earlier that I used to work for, okay. um, really creative. And then she came up with some of those really great items that'll never leave the menu, like the Brussels sprout grinder and the beet Reuben, mm-hmm. just some real classic, no, now classic, uh, vegetarian sandwiches that are really outside the box. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she helped me come up with some of those things. I knew I wanted, you know, I always wanted to have just a really kick butt burger. You know, the pierogi thing kind of came along about a year into it. We mm-hmm. haven't had the pierogies the whole time, honestly. Yeah. Which is kind of fascinating to me, but because um, we're kind of so popular. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just a bar menu, well executed, outside the box. Um, you know, not your typical tavern food. No, definitely not. And mm-hmm. that's one thing I definitely can uh, can respect and appreciate. Because yeah, I shit as of lately, I've been been over here quite a bit getting my uh, my lunches and, and dinners so mm-hmm. uh so yeah um why don't we uh real quick before we get further into this interview let's uh pop off real quick so we can uh, take a quick sponsor break 
Axelstrad is a company built on core values of integrity, sustainability, and innovation, and is passionate about finding solutions for business growth. By working together, they will find activities that add value to your business while creating a framework that is flexible, yet structurally sound, and allows your business to grow profitably. Alex Weber, founder of Axelstrat, is bringing a new, fresh, organic approach to doing business in today's ever-changing landscape. Equipped with a Bachelor's of Business Administration, accounting from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, Associates in Music Production and Recording Technology from Madison Media Institute, and coupled with real-world experience as a financial controller, Alex is a leader in business administration using analytical and creative approaches to developing sustainable business growth strategies. Now, right now, Right now, our listeners are going to receive 15% off any service for up to the first $300. Yes, you heard that right. 15% off any service for up to the first $300. Let me explain here, folks. Anyone who has looked into any kind of photography, videography, graphic design, branding, social media management knows that it can be a little pricey. Okay, so why pass up on a fantastically ridiculous deal? Uh, again, 15% off to the first $300 when you use the code DMC. Okay, very, very important, guys. Make sure he knows that we're the ones that sent you to him. Otherwise, you will not be able to get this deal. To reach the great staff at Axelstrat, please call 818-585-8742 or send an email to ateam at axelstrat.com. Again, that is A-T-E-A-M at axelstrat.com. Number again, 818-585-8742. Prepare yourself to be stratified. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, we were just talking about the food, uh, the, food, uh, the food items on the menu. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, so, Mike, lead us off here, bud. So, personally, Casey, what is uh, your favorite item on either the current menu or old menus? Um... Honestly, you know, the burger is outstanding. I, uh, there's a lot of people that love our burger. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it's an honor when I hear people say, you know, you guys have one of the best burgers in the city because there's a lot of great burgers in the city. Um, yeah, we just take a lot of pride in it. It's, you know, oh, it's yeah. a super fresh product. You know, the beef is never frozen. You know, we use a really great bun mm-hmm. from Wildflower mm-hmm. local bakery. Um, and then uh, we try not to, you know, when you use those type of really great ingredients, you don't have to pile a bunch of stuff on it. Nope. You know, nope. uh, you can. Less you know, is you more, have that option man. here. Yeah, sometimes less is more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all we do is that double slice of American and our sizzled onions, and yeah, God, it's perfect. Oh, perfect it's so burger, in my opinion. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So then, uh, per, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, what are some of your favorite stories uh, over the timeline of Camino's history? Ooh, favorite stories. Um, honestly, <clears throat> you know, we opened on 10 October, October 16th, 2015, and it was a Friday, and we had to open because I was literally out of money. Like, I had no money left. I couldn't even go to the store and buy a no soda. No options left. I had no, uh, yeah, my, my credit card was maxed out. I had no cash. I'm like, we got to open the doors. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, literally scratched and clawed to get this place open, and you know, thank God people came in, Yeah. you know, so, uh, yeah, uh, just, you know, 
we're really fortunate or I'm really fortunate to have a great staff. You know, I have a lot of people, a lot of recognizable people that are good people that have worked here. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlie's great. Um, Charlie, what up, Charlie? Charlie. <laughs> uh, got a lot of great people that work in the back of the house. Yeah. Carlos, yeah. Uh, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin, you know, just people that hold it down, mm-hmm. um, making sure that the product that's coming out of the kitchen is good. And then, Consistent. again, Consistent. Yeah, consistency. That's the one thing I love about this place is the consistency. Mm-hmm. Like, I've ordered that burger probably a hundred times, and aside from maybe putting bacon on it or, uh, you know, raw onions instead of the, the sizzled onions, mm-hmm. it's always the same delicious burger. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Consistency. I love, I love consistency. Yep, yeah. For very sure. Very important. Very important. It, that's why McDonald's is so... Yeah, you know, for what it is. I mean, it's McDonald's. McDonald's food, but it's always the yeah, same. Yeah, product. yeah, yep, yep. So, um, so I wanted to touch a bit on the new location. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you, you opened it up during a pandemic. Yeah. How uh, how does it differ from opening up Second Street uh, to opening up uh, West Dallas with uh, the current state of uh, you know the country, so to speak? Yeah. Well, the I mean, that's the pandemic's crazy. I mean, it's. Um, you know, who really knows when it's going to end. Um, you know, everybody seems to be, it seems people are starting to come back out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing a lot of takeout still at both locations, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we're fortunate because, you know, with opening the second location, people already knew the name yeah. from down here. Yeah. So um, it wasn't like we were going in like a brand new concept. I think that might have been real tough. Yeah. 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 But at the end of the day, I thought, you know, we might as well give it a shot, um, try to open, you know, as safe as possible, you know, everyone's masking up, mm-hmm. um, we ask, you know, customers that come in to mask up while they're traveling through the, through the building, yeah. um, and it's been, it's been pretty well received, there's a lot of people that live in that neighborhood that are thankful that, kind of like you, you know, that's a little bit closer to their home so they can come and get a burger or, yeah. you know, whatever it may be, Absolutely. Uh, and not have to travel as far. Let me, let me rephrase, counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, were you nervous? Were you concerned? Because, I mean, obviously the uh, the ball was already rolling before March, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Actually, once... I closed on that building like two days before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The so, pandemic like, how did you shut, feel? Shut <laughs> how did you feel when you, when you got the news that everything was getting shut down two days after you just signed on to the new spot. It was, uh, it was just a lot to take in. I think that was like the least of my concerns because I actually own the building so I could kind of just sit on it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, my main concern was this place and keeping, you know, keeping some business going, keeping some people employed. Um, yeah, you know, the panic set in maybe for like 12 hours and then at that point you're just like all right what do we got to do yeah you know and again i've like a lot of great staff here that you know decided to stick around and see it through um and we ended up doing pretty well during shutdown with uh online orders takeout. i mean yeah that was a lot of people's um entertainment for the day is literally driving up to a curb and picking up a sandwich from a restaurant you know there was like nothing to do yeah yeah um we, uh, yeah, we were fortunate to kind of jump on that early, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was nerve-wracking, and it still is. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, still no, is. yeah, it's day by day. You never know. Luckily, though, I mean, Camino's Camino, so, like, you've uh, you've done a very, very good job of branding uh, branding the bar restaurant, and again, you've got the product to, uh, to back it up, so that's, that's always cool that. to see. It's always cool to see. Mm-hmm. So now, with that being said, like, 
being Camino mm -hmm. and having one of the best burgers in town, uh, have any famous people come through your doors just to be like, you know, I heard you guys got a real good burger, let me try it out, or um, just passing through? I feel like there has been, but I, nothing comes to mind. The one that the one that comes to mind is when we, about a year ago, we redid the bar top here. Mm -hmm. So we were shut down for like two and a half, three days. And I guess during a, the shutdown, like when we were shut down for the construction, Eric Thames from the Brewers came, drove <laughs> nice. up in a real nice car and tried to of course, come yeah. in and have a burger, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then uh, realized that we weren't open and thought maybe he had the wrong exit, so he went in his ads. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he was so, like, what the hell? Yeah, so, where's, the, um, where's, the, where's, the, where's the grill? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, a couple summers ago, there was a, a hip-hop artist that was playing at the rave. I guess he just passed away recently. Hmm. Uh, I don't know, but I guess he was here okay. on the patio. Okay, you know. Yeah, I'm not before too, his before his concert. Yeah, at the yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not too uh, not too well versed with the uh, the hip hop community. Uh, but uh, but no, I'm you know it's only a matter of time. You, yeah. I mean, you've been here. You're here all the time. <laughs> you heard it here first, yeah, folks. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Chris are in here all the time. Yeah. all the time. At least once a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, with with you bringing up Chris, he uh, he gave me a little tidbit into uh, the story that is Camino and Casey. So I have to ask: when you open this place up, like mm -hmm. he said, the first day, that was the day that you found out that you were going to be a daddy. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was actually the day before we opened, so it would have been October fourteenth uh, or fifteenth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll spare <laughs> so, the details. But, <laughs> so, but uh, I saw, you know, I saw a text message and, um, you know, you're about to embark on this journey and then all of a sudden you see We need that, to get these like, doors open. Yeah, 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 like, really I know we really need to open up. <laughs> but in but my I, mind, I was kind of like, oh, just throw it on the pile. Yeah, right, well, let's, yeah. Let's do but it. I mean, were you like, uh, were you, was it a surprise? Was it a surprise? It was. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, you know, it was a blessing okay i good. mean it was great yeah that's uh, what i wanted to hear yeah because that's um, one thing man i i try to do my best with uh keeping positive stuff on social media yeah. it's really hard nowadays especially with the state of times yeah but uh the one thing that always brings a smile to my face dude is when i check your story or you you have a post like you don't post anything but you and your boy but you and rocco man. yeah like, I kind of decided that like a year ago. Yeah, dude, and it's going beautiful. To hell. It's beautiful. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful because you guys always look like you're having a ballasty blast. Doesn't yeah. matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I really appreciate that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So I just I had to ask. That yeah. Question. Um. So yeah, that was kind of like my next question. So Mike, you can uh, you can sure. us off here. So what are your favorite activities to do with your son, Rocco? Oh, uh, gosh, we play with toys. We color. We uh, go on bike rides and walks. You know, we're trying to get outside more and more now because the impending doom of winter's coming. Um, yeah, just get outside. Uh, he took an interest in gardening with me. I'm a I garden. Nice. Yeah, it's one of my That's hobbies. A good I guess. Skill. That's yeah. a good skill to have. And uh, he helped me plant my tomatoes this this summer and helped me pick them and. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, he took a liking to it, so maybe that's kind of in his future. I have that kind of background from working on a vegetable farm when I was a kid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, got to, uh, you know, do e anything and everything on a, on a farm. Anything from weeding to picking vegetables to mm -hmm, mm -hmm. harvesting, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my grandpa, he was really big into, into gardening.
gardening and whatnot, and that's one thing I really am envious of homeowners. <laughs> it's like, man, you gotta check out my garden. Oh, one yeah. of my buddies, one of my good buddies, he's got like all kinds of uh, peppers, and ghost peppers, and reapers, and hot nice. Like he's got, I've got some hot sauce over in the fridge right now. Whew! It spicy, is spicy. El fuego. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is hot. It is very hot. Uh, so with times being tough. And you still standing pretty tall here with uh, this location and now opening up the second location. What are some of your plans? Like, not necessarily like a five-year plan, but just some of your future plans for the Camino. Um, well, you know, like I said, I was uh, fortunate enough to purchase the building in West Dallas. So I've got some, uh, you know, roots there. we got the location open now, so it's, it's doing pretty well. Um, I don't actually own this. I just lease it from Terry. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know got about two years left on my lease uh we're gonna kind of try to see what we want to do moving forward here uh if we're gonna extend the lease or if i might might move i I don't know you know it's it's up in the air so we'll uh we'll see what happens but um you know i'd like to even if we did move out of this spot which is not ideal i'd like to stay in this neighborhood if we could yeah absolutely man you know kind of uh you know we i think we've built a a nice clientele in this neighborhood and the neighborhood's yeah. growing like crazy so. yeah camino is walker's point yeah for real there's there's plenty of restaurants and bars down second street but there's only a couple heavy hitters that like you know for a fact they're not worried about like business cutting off or anything like that sure um like your uh, other favorite place that you go to la cage down the road yeah yeah la cage <laughs> jackass <laughs> That was, that was always one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> I used to work at uh, CMP Tactical Laser Tag out by the airport. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, we'd get people that would come in. They would just be super rude. You know, they would break the rules even after you tell them, like, guys, you got you to gotta quit that. You got to quit it. Right. Uh, and then, you know, they would ask for, like, recommendations of places to go, like, after the session. And the go-to always was L.A. Cage. L.A. Cage. You guys like <laughs> MMA? You like MMA? Yeah. There's a place on 2nd Street, it's called L.A. Cage, all MMA, it's really good, really good drinks, nice and cheap, that's the place for you. Yeah, Yeah. try it out, man. (laughs) Oh, and if only I could get a picture of those guys' face when they walk in. Right. Are we in the right spot? (laughs) Bro, it says L.A. Cage. These are all fighters, I'm sure. Oh, man. All right, well, uh, we should probably wrap it up. I don't know what time is it we got. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's and now it's time to roll out the red carpet for you, buddy. So that camera, that camera, tell uh, tell everybody what you got going on in your life. Promote it all. So we've got Camino West Dallas is now open. Uh, it's at seventy two eleven West Greenfield Avenue. Same hours as downtown. Ten a.m. to I'm sorry, eleven a.m. to ten p.m. We do serve food until eleven p.m. on the weekends at both locations. Um, uh, online ordering is available if you hit the website. Uh, it'll direct you to which location you want to order from. And uh, you can pay right online, which is really convenient. And that is about it. Where can we find you on social media? Uh, social media, Camino MKE on Instagram, Camino, M- Camino West Dallas on Instagram mm-hmm. for each location. Mm-hmm. And I think the handles are the same for Facebook as well. Okay. Uh, Camino MKE on Twitter. And I still have to set up my Twitter account for Camino West Dallas. Mm-hmm. We're working on that right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing we're trying to do right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is trying to get it's our like Twitter, one thing at a time. Twitter presence, in, Instagram, uh, just all the social media presence. Mm-hmm. There's so much that goes into it that you really don't think about when you're just a, a 
you know, a fleeb. <laughs> you're sure. just doing it just to do it. But when you have something to try to promote and you're trying to build a brand, there's a lot to it. And there's yeah. a lot to it. Yeah. But with that being said, you can find me on uh, Instagram as DankMob2Bs. Uh, Twitter is at CookieCommander. Mike. I got it as the Master Milker, naturally. So. Yeah, yep, yep. That's uh, that's Twitter. What about Instagram? Also Master Milker? Yeah, yep. uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I changed it. I had it like, it was Dr. Mustachio, and then <laughs> I changed it to the Master Milker. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Alrighty, well, Casey, again, we really appreciate your time, dude. We love this place. We love you. We love the food. We love the, the atmosphere of this place. Walker's Point wouldn't be Walker's Point without you. I appreciate so, that. So, again, thank you for being on. Everybody else, you guys be good. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. Uh, and we will catch you guys next week. Love you, buddy. Love you, man. See you.